Hello, welcome to The Fat Lip, the podcast for fat people about fat people. I'm your fat host, Ash, and I am back again very quickly after the last episode, two episodes in one week, then am I? Um, But I've had this shrill episode in the works for a couple of weeks, and it wasn't quite ready on Tuesday, and I couldn't let Fat Tuesday go uncelebrated by the podcast, so I went ahead and did episode 74. But now the shrill episode is ready too, so we'll just consider this a gift for Leap Day on Saturday, I guess. Two episodes in a week. Um, But like I said, today I wanted to talk about shrill. Um, So if you've not seen it... Uh, the, if, you, if you've not seen, well, either season, because I'm going to talk about both. Um, but if you've especially not seen the second season that just came out last month and you plan to, just a warning, there are definitely going to be spoilers in this episode. So you may want to save this one until after you've watched the whole season. Okay. So I want to start with a recap of the origins of this show and of season one for those of you who need a refresher or who just don't know. So Shrill is a short season show on Hulu that is now in 2020 in its second season. It was uh, season one debuted last spring at South by Southwest. um, And season two just came out in uh, February, beginning of February or January. I don't remember. Anyway, it just came out a month or two ago and uh, all Eight episodes of season two are now available on Hulu, so you can watch them all right away. Um, so the show is based on Lindy West's memoir, which is also called Thrill, uh, that was released in 2016. And if you haven't read it, you should. Actually, I highly recommend you actually listening to the audiobook because Lindy West herself actually reads it, and it is laugh until you can't breathe hysterical, and maybe cry until you can't breathe sad in some places as well it's so so good so i highly recommend that you listen to the audiobook um but shrill the hulu show is based on that memoir uh but it is a fictionalized version so it stars ad bryant who is hysterical in her own right and it is executive produced by among others actress elizabeth banks and lauren michaels of snl so In West's memoir, she talks about growing up a fat kid and hating her body all the way through her early adulthood. And then with the help of fat women that she sees on the internet, um, she learns to accept herself and her fat body. So at the time that this was going on, she was like coming into this journey. Uh, West was writing for the Seattle independent newspaper, The Stranger, under Dan Savage at the time. And so while she was learning about fat acceptance, Savage was writing these scathing pieces about the obesity epidemic and his personal disgust for fat people. And um, West eventually responded directly with a legendary piece called Hello, I'm Fat. And history was fucking made and fat people collectively cheered. And I really hope Dan Savage felt really fucking bad. Um, He probably didn't. He wrote a response piece that indicates that he didn't feel bad at all. Um, But I do wish him suffering nonetheless. Uh, So anyway, I've I've derailed myself a little bit here. But this is the time period of Lindy West's life where uh, Shrill the TV show starts. 
So, well, it's the fictional version anyway. So in Shrill the Show, the main character is Annie. And again, played by A.D. Bryant. And Annie also writes for an indie newspaper under a megalomaniac. Um, her boss, though, is at least played by John Cameron Mitchell. So that's a single redeeming quality. Um, but the relationship between Annie and her boss, Gabe, is similar, similarly contentious, as with Lindy and Dan Savage. Um, Gabe also ha- hates fat people and doesn't make any apologies for it. Uh, but at this point in the show, Annie's pretty timid. She feels a lot of shame about her body. And who can blame her, really, while all of this is going on in her professional life? Annie is, like, having the worst time dating as well. She's regularly sleeping with a dude who won't let her leave through the front door when his roommates are home because he doesn't want them to know he's having sex with a fat girl. And, like, he's kind of a bozo loser anyway. So it just, like, makes it feel that much worse. Um, And then one day Annie sees a flyer. I'm sort of, like, speeding through this and leaving out, like, details, but I just wanted you to get the idea of what's going on in the show. So uh, one day Annie sees a flyer about a fat babe pool party and sparks some curiosity. So she figures that at the very least, it'll be something that she can write about uh, in The Stranger. So she convinces her also fat best friend and roommate Fran to come with her. And this is the very best episode of the show so far, season one and season two, very best episode. And it is written by the incredible and hilarious Samantha Irby. Um, So uh, Annie and Fran arrive at the party. Fran basically like falls in love at first sight with this gorgeous fat girl she meets. But Annie, in the meantime, still feels very awkward at first. She's like fully dressed while all these amazing fat women, some of them are in bikinis, are splashing and lounging. And she's looking around at them in awe, like can't believing she she can't believe she's there. She doesn't feel like she's really part of it. And then one of the these fat women drag her into onto the dance floor with them. And at first Everybody's dancing, but Annie's so uncomfortable and stiff, and she, like, doesn't want to be there. Um, and, but she's surrounded by all these other beautiful fat women with bodies like hers, and she suddenly, like, lets go of all of that shame that she's been carrying her whole life. And you can, like, see it happen. Like, you see it come over her, and she just starts to, like, bop her head, and then she starts to jump around a little bit, and she starts to dance. And it is so joyful and free. And every fat person I know who has seen this has cried. Like, I, I'm, like, feeling a little teary just even talking about it. Um, because, like, we all know that she's been carrying on her back this whole time, her whole life. And we finally see her set it down. Like, in that moment when she starts to jump up and down, down and starts to dance, we see her set all of that down. And it's so good. It's so, so good. I did a whole episode last year about that moment and my own first experience at a fat event where I set down all of my garbage the first time. And it is just a life-changing experience that I hope every fat person gets to have at some point. Um, But anyway, I'm really spending so much time on season one right now, but I think all of this foundation is really important for context when I get to my feelings on season two. So yeah, all of these things are happening at the same time in Annie's life and she's finally fed up. And so she has this newfound feeling of freedom. So she breaks up with this idiot, Ryan, who's ashamed of her and goes home and writes her own, hello, I'm fat and posts it to her paper's website without Gabe's permission. And it gets a ton of views and people love it, but Gabe is pissed beyond pissed. So he sets out to make her life a living hell and eventually she quits. But Gabe's not the only one who's pissed because hello, I'm fat has also gotten attention from trolls 
And one in particular proceeds to follow her around the internet, harassing and threatening her. Um, in Lindy's real story, this part was even worse and even more intense. Several months after she wrote Hello, I'm Fat, her dad died of cancer. And then one persistent troll who was still angry about Hello, I'm Fat and her other pieces about fat acceptance and misogyny took it to like an even more cruel level by creating this Twitter account purporting to be West's dead father and tweeting about how ashamed he was of her. It was truly fucking horrific. And then by some miracle, after she wrote a piece about how profoundly painful this was to her, this guy actually emailed her and apologized and she eventually got to speak to him. And it was on This American Life when she did that. And he explained that he had abused her online because she was happy with her body while he wasn't. And the writing she's done about this whole encounter with this troll provides some of the most insight, most profound insight about fat phobes in internet, internet culture that I've ever read ever. So like it's if this is something that you're interested in or something that you've struggled with, like people on the Internet being shitty to you because you're fat, like honestly seek out Lindy's writing on this because it's like such important insight into what's going on with trolls and like why they are so profoundly cruel to people. Um, so similarly on the show, Annie confronts her troll as well, and he also apologizes. But in this fictional version, um, the troll then hits on her and she rejects him and like laughs at him. And then he like goes back to calling her a fat bitch. And which is so much closer to the troll reality. We all know like this is so much more common than Lindy's actual experience. Um, so then Annie like truly goes off the rails and she smashes the dude's car window as she leaves, which he deserved. And that was the end of season one. So there you have it. Very long-winded explanation of season one. The point here is that Lindy West's book and story about overcoming this really hard shit on a journey to body acceptance is like cornerstone fat acceptance content that everyone should read and know about. And Shrill season one really did do that story justice for this format and was like really profound and beautiful in its own right. And so um, I think a lot of the fat community like really sees Shrill season one as uh, very important to to fat liberation and really holds it to a high standard um so that's what finally brings us to season two of show the tv show and so season two is where the story digresses from lindy's story and becomes purely fictional and unfortunately for me season two doesn't leave me with quite the same shiny we're going to be okay if we just keep going with this same feeling that I had at the end of season one. In fact, while I was actually re watching the show, I like felt myself being disappointed. Um, and that didn't really last like with some time and perspective, I've come back around. Um, but I still didn't feel like it was nearly as good as season one. Uh, and to be fair, they had a lot to live up to, but I do think that there's still a lot of good stuff in season two. So let's get to it. So my first disappointment as I was watching came right at the beginning of the first episode of season two. So it picks up right where season one left off. Annie's flying high after she just like confronted this troll and it didn't go well. So she broke his window. So she like goes running off into the night and she runs right to the first bozo who won't question her actions. That Ryan guy, you know, the guy who didn't want his friends to know that he was fucking a fat girl. And this is disappointing because like the whole point of season one is that this fat woman like finally realizes her own power 
and stops taking shit. And then like the first thing she does in season two is go back to taking shit from this idiot. So, and she goes back to taking shit in a lot of aspects of her life, not just this guy. She like lets this loser call her his girlfriend, but she also eventually goes back crawling back to her fat phobe boss. And I was so sad about all of this when I was in it. Like, I think I've been so thirsty my whole life or like my whole fat acceptance life, at least for a show that empowers fat women and tells us that we don't have to put up with anti-fatness in all its forms that I wanted this show and this character to be like bulletproof, you know, but that's not reality. Um, Annie has to live in this world and she needs a job. And sometimes you have to eat shit at work so you can pay your bills, which I mean, a lot of times you have to do that. And she's still new to fat acceptance and she still doesn't know that this guy, Ryan is a trash bag. So I do get it. So many of us have been there putting up with garbage that we know we don't deserve. Um, but I am still sad. Like I get why she had to have this trajectory, but I am sad. And on a body acceptance level, like this all tracks, you know, like in that pool party episode, we see Annie set down on all of this crushing shame she's felt about her body her whole life. But she didn't just get to live in that perfect fat utopia moment forever, you know? She has to, like, go back to the regular world where systemic anti-fatness is real and little instances of fat shame just, like, get stuck to you like barnacles. Um, and eventually all that shit that she sets down, like, starts to pile back up again. And I definitely think that I have had similar experiences even now, when I go to a fat event or spend time with my fat friends, I get that, like, free feeling. Like, I don't have to look around and wonder if I fit. It's like being able to, like, take a full breath again after having a weight on your chest every day. And that feeling lasts a while when I go back to my regular life, but it doesn't last forever. Like, we don't live in a world where fat people are allowed to have that feeling forever, unfortunately. So eventually, like, it starts to build back up. And then, you know, I'll go to another event and it washes away again. And it's just like, having that touchstone is so helpful. But so in season two, um, Annie doesn't have that touchstone again. Uh, and actually on the whole season two doesn't actually have much to do with Annie's fatness anyway. It's like not a conversation. Most of the, the characters are having this season. So she still does have little arguments with her mom, um, who is still deep in food shame, but the rest of the time, her body doesn't really come up in this season. And I have to say, I have mixed feelings about this. And this is like a really complicated thing, even in my mind. Um, because if you listen to the Fat Tuesday episode the other day, you know that I praised a couple of shows where fat characters were allowed to just be fat without discussion about it. And it's what I want for most TV show fat people, like the same roles and stories that thin characters get. But I also feel like ignoring the realities of the way the world treats fat people in a show like this or in, in any TV show is disingenuous. Like it's a tough balance. And even I go back and forth, but like, I think the perfect scenario would be a show where the marginalization of a fat character in the real world by the rest of the world isn't denied. But like the perspective of the show is that this is a societal problem and not the character's problem. Does that make sense? So if they show a character being fat shamed, I just want it to be, accurately and realistically framed as a contemptible act and not a problem that the character needs to fix within themselves. Like the answer to a fat person being fat shamed is not encouraging, encouraging them to lose weight. 
It's encouraging the rest of the world to stop fucking shaming fat people. So for Shrill in particular, because this show was originally so much about a fat woman coming into her own and fighting back against anti-fatness, the lack of really any story about fatness in the second season is disappointing. And like, I get it from A.D. Bryan's perspective. She wants to write this character who has so much more to be interested in about her than her body. Totally get that. But I think by brushing it all aside, they do, fa- they do fat people a disservice here because we all do have so many more interesting things to offer the world than our bodies, but our fatness and the way the world sees us because of our fatness can't be disentangled from the rest of our lives. Like it's all just wrapped up together and we can't uh, just ignore the fat parts, you know, or like the way people treat us because we're fat. And this is only slightly related, but related to marginalization. Um, One of the major criticisms of season one of Shrill was that Lolly Adafope's character, Fran, uh, Annie's best friend, was criminally underused. Like, she's such a great character, and she's a fat black woman who is super cool, and she has so many qualities that we should all aspire to. But her character was relegated to, like, that black best friend trope for all of season one. So in season two, it seems like they tried to give her more to do, but her storyline was still so flat in comparison to Annie's. Like they tried to give her a heartbreak storyline, but the writing doesn't really ever seem committed to it or to doing the character justice. Like they give her this loose, like heartbreak story, but they never really flesh it out. Like they never really, we don't really get in touch with what Fran's feeling. Like, you know that she's sad, but you don't really understand like, they don't really make an, a, an effort to explain what she's feeling. And so it doesn't really do her justice. And what I really want is, like, an entire spinoff for Fran, where she, like, continues dating hot fat people, and she continues side-eyeing Auntie, Annie's antics. Anyway, so there were some fun moments in season two, but nothing quit, hit quite as well as, like, even the medium great parts of season one. And nothing even came close to that pool episode that Samantha Irby wrote. In fact, Samantha Irby didn't have a writing credit at all for season two. So maybe that's where they went wrong. Because I'm pretty sure everything's better with Samantha Irby. Including like her daily newsletter, which is what's on Judge Mathis or who's on Judge Mathis. She writes it daily and it is so funny. You should sign up for it. Um, But anyway, by the end of season two, Shrill... Annie does kind of get back on the upswing. She finally sees that Ryan is a dumbo and she sees seems to be set to start making big career moves. At least Um, I'm hoping this means that we'll get to see a season three and that she'll be like back to her shiny, powerful fat self. And I hope that Fran just gets to be just as shiny and powerful in season three. So here's hoping. So that's where I am with season two of Krill. If you saw it and you feel differently or you feel the same, email me and let me know. I'd love to hear it. Thank you to Star Crusher for the music you heard on today's show. Hear more at cstarcrusher.bandcamp.com. Thank you to our Patreon patrons. The patron of the week is Evely. Thank you, Evely, for your support. If you would like to support the show for as little as $1 an episode or $2 a month, $2 a month, go to patreon.com slash the fat lip to learn how. Don't forget to follow the fat lip on social media. I'm most active on Instagram 
And it's almost the first of the month, so that means it's almost time for a parade of InfiniFat representation for InfiniFirst. Please be sure to check that out on March 1st and the first of every month on Instagram at FatLipPodcast. Okay, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you all next time. Bye.